Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening around the world. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Alexander, and you're listening to a brand new episode of Ivy Exec Insights, a weekly podcast brought to you by Ivy Exec, an elite network of global thought leaders. As you may know, you can always visit us and join us at ivyexec.com and join our growing executive network. In today's episode, you will hear from Ivy Exec's own senior career advisor, Anastasia Gavrilovic, and we're introducing our new career advisor, Tamara Milosevic. Anastasia is a career advisor, senior career advisor, who worked with more than 2,000 clients, ranging from entry level to the C-suite across various industries. She helps her clients learn how to embark on their job search in the most effective way. In addition to giving a resume critique and career advice, Anastasia also provides business, business consulting services. Our brand new career advisor, Tamara, uh, is a career advisor with a diverse background in talent acquisition, aviation, and languages. During her career, she has conducted a full hiring cycle for over 150 people and worked with clients from over 160 countries while working as a flight attendant. In this session, we'll talk about job search advice, LinkedIn, resume, and our new career advisor. Welcome back, Anastasia, and welcome, Tamara. Thank you. I'm always, always happy to be here. Thank you, Alexander. I'm happy to have you. Well, Anastasia, we're happy to have you back. And Tamara, uh, we're happy to get to know you a little bit. Uh, so uh, starting with uh, introduction, let me just uh, jump right on it. Uh, Anastasia, we have heard uh, previously a little bit about yourself. So can you just remind our audience and refresh their memories quickly before we jump to Tamara's introduction? Sure, yes. Some of these people have heard this a couple of times. And for any anyone who is new, um, I will go uh, back in time to when I was born. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, when I was in high school, um, I did those tests, uh, you know, IQ, uh, the IQ test and some other tests on how to um, understand what to do professionally. And I was very, very already set on economics and, you know, working with numbers and maths and all of that. And the um, career counselor or psychology advisor at my school was like, you can definitely do that but you will not be happy. You have to work with people. It's just what will work best for you, where you will feel, uh, you know, better instead of being exclusively locked in a room with numbers. And I didn't listen to her at that time. And I went on to, you know, graduate from economics. And I also uh, started my career as someone who worked with numbers heavily, and then I decided to completely switch from there. And I wanted to, uh, well, first help people by writing business plans. That was the first role that sort of made me realize the impact of my work because I could always find out if the person got their visa. Uh, if their visa is approved, if their dream of relocating to the U.S. and opening a business 
came true. So that was the first step in that direction. And then after that, I just heard about Ivy Exec and, you know, being a career advisor here, it was completely out of my comfort zone at the time. And I decided to apply and it was just the best thing um, ever for my career because I realized that this is where I want to be. So I know that I want to be a career coach. I want to work with people. And that is something that big, that brings me, you know, greatest joy, uh, knowing that I can help people find a new job, learn how to change their resume or LinkedIn profile, or just help them in any way that I can. So this is where I'm at right now. Perfect. Thank you for that. And Tamara, can you introduce yourself for our audience, please? Hi, everyone. I'm Tamara. And as already mentioned, I will be joining Anastasia as part of the career advisory team. Um, well, when it comes to my own career path, it's totally different than Anastasia's because I've always hated numbers and I was really bad at math and <laughs> anything that included any type of calculations. So I was all about languages, all about writing, reading, uh, learning new languages, speaking, etc. So um, normally I um, enrolled at um, 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 Faculty of Philology in Belgrade, uh, where I graduated from languages. I graduated in Spanish. And afterwards, I moved to Qatar, where I worked as a flight attendant. And this was um, a very, very unique experience that I've had in my life. It enabled me to travel around the globe, to visit over 60 countries. And I worked with international colleagues and customers as well, our passengers. Um, and it was very precious. It's an experience that I will always cherish that brought me a lot of insights that brought me uh, many new people and some people that I'm still in contact with nowadays. Um, once I felt I was I had enough flying and I wanted to do something else in my career, I enrolled at Cranfield University in the UK, uh, where I completed my master's degree in air transport management. Um, upon completion, I returned to Qatar for another job that included working um, in at the airport, actually in airport operations management um, at the airport in Doha. But again, I felt that this position was a bit too technical for, for my own taste. Um, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm someone who prefers languages, talking, working with people rather than numbers, analytics, etc. So I realized that this was not what I wanted to do. And I really missed working with people. So after two years spent there, um, due to some circ circumstances, but also COVID, I decided to go back home and to focus on what I really wanted to do. And that was uh, working with people directly. So I got a job as a talent acquisition um, associate and I worked for a large pharmaceutical company. Um, in this role, I had the, the opportunity of interviewing, hiring and onboarding over 150 people. So this uh, this role gave me some insight about what a good resume, what a good LinkedIn profile should look like. And uh, the role of the career advisor just felt like a perfect fit and the normal continu continuation of what I started to do. So I'm just grateful to Anastasia. She handpicked me and believed in me, trained me very properly. <laughs> and of course, the rest of the team, uh, because they were the ones that decided I was the right person for the job. So here I am today and doing a podcast with you. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for that great introduction. And uh, let's uh, get uh, straight to it. So 
uh, as uh, we heard, both of you went uh, through that um, career transition periods in your lives, uh, whether it is from jump from economics or aviation. But both of you mentioned uh, the one thing that caught uh, my ear was uh, talking, conversing uh, with people. So my question would be, uh, what specific skills are needed for this type of role? That is a great question. Um, so when it comes to working with people, I think it's it's something unique in a sense that some things cannot be learned and some things can be taught. So when I was in that entire process of looking for candidates, interviewing and hiring, <clears throat> it was all about that creating that rapport. That is what I was looking for. I was looking for the person who can talk to me and I can feel like we are connected because that is what we try to do with our calls. We try to establish a rapport before we offer any advice and we, we try to establish some sort of trust so that person you know, trusts us with their resume or LinkedIn profile and trusts that we will provide the best advice out there. So for me, it was not that much about resume and LinkedIn specifically, or if that person will know every little detail that they need to know. It was more about, wow, I really had a pleasant conversation with this person. I would enjoy talking to them again. And for some other people, they had immaculate technical knowledge about resumes and LinkedIn, but like the conversation was all about, you know, go and stop and stop and go and not sure what to say next and just not having that rapport and that, you know, uh, that ability to connect with people. And for me, uh, a, a big part of why I love this job is just the opportunity to connect with people all around the world, the different levels, executives, you know, MBA students, um, entry-level professionals. So uh, connecting with people was the one thing that I was searching for. And um, Tamara and I connected <laughs> instantly after our first call. So she was, she was definitely the best candidate for this. Perfect. Anything you'd like to add, Tamara? Well, I just want to thank Anastasia for her kind words. And I have to agree that, yes, our conversation was very, very pleasant. And uh, I also felt that connection that she mentioned. Um, I do believe that um, some factual knowledge about LinkedIn and resume, like she mentioned, are things that can be learned on the job. So this is not something that's a prerequisite for, for uh, you know, being in the role of a career advisor. It's comes more to how you can communicate, how you can build rapport with the client. Um, and also you yeah, have to, um, you know, have some sense of what type of questions you're supposed to ask uh, just to get to the right information and try to provide the best possible service for our clients. So I definitely agree with her. It's all about some interpersonal and communication skills rather than some actual knowledge about uh, LinkedIn or resume or career advices, advice, whatever it comes to. So yeah, I, I agree with her, definitely. Thank you. Okay, and moving on, uh, this uh, this will be a little bit uh, controversial, but uh, 
people tend to say that working with people actually is the hardest thing. Well, um, myself not included uh, because I did enjoy working with people, whether it was throughout my university studies, uh, throughout my previous uh, career experiences, but I really enjoyed working with people. And from what I've known uh, with you, Anastasia, and from what I've heard from Tamara, you also like uh, and do enjoy very much uh, working with people. So what uh, what are the some things uh, about working with people that you like? I know, Anastasia, you briefly mentioned trust being one of those things, but what are some additional things that you like when it comes to working with people? Sure. So yes, we've all met those people. I'm not sure if it's the same in every country and every continent, but you know, those people who work at certain, at certain jobs that always seem cranky because they yeah. have to communicate yeah. with someone. And um, for me personally, it just never happened because no matter how my, my day went, what happened to me, even if I was sick, once I get that, hello, this is whoever, it completely switches to here I am, I want to help you. And I think, you know, ideally, of course, everyone who works with people would, <laughs> would do this. Um, but I think it's because I care. I care so much about helping them. And I think that they can sense that. Because it's not about, you know, oh, I just want to complete this call or I just want to, you know, be off for the day or I just want to right. go on a vacation. All of that, you know, I do want those things. But in that moment, when I talk to that person, whoever it is, I'm all about learning what it is that they have a problem with. How could I potentially help them? Are there any other ways, you know, that they could do a certain thing? Because and this is, I think, um, very unique to our, our job. There are a lot of people who want different things. So there isn't one solution for all, right? Some people want to completely switch to another industry, completely change careers like I have. But they want to do that after 20, 30 years, <laughs> you know, of working uh, within the same company even. Um, and there isn't just, you know, one cookie cutter solution that you can provide to everyone. Um, and just addressing that and learning more about them so you can provide that unique solution for them. They are very grateful for that. And usually I do get a lot of emails from people telling me, thank you, Anastasia, I just got that role. You know, I just got that role that I was looking for and I wouldn't right. have done it without you. Or just going back and forth and, uh, you know, um, asking me how I am and what's going on in my life. You know, I have a lot of people on LinkedIn um, that are my, my clients. And with, with one of them, we had a webinar as well. Um, yeah. So creating those relationships and then maintaining them and, and having that every being uh, an everyday thing, that is what really draws me to to work with people yeah and it just exceeds that simple like client relationship uh, building it's more like a personal what you said uh helping people to somehow uh put the final 
puzzle pieces back in constructing their life, uh, sort of say, or career life uh, from what you are explaining. Oh, well, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Tamara, do you maybe have anything to add to Anastasia's comments? Yes, well, just like she said, um, the sense of purpose, the just the idea that you're helping someone get the job they want is very rewarding. It's not easy to work with people, definitely. And I've mastered the skill of smiling and being polite when I worked as a flight attendant because sometimes you wake up, you really don't feel like smiling and talking to people, but this is what you have to do. And in this case, particularly, when you're actually doing something really meaningful, helping people improve their resume, improve their LinkedIn, um, you know, level up their interview game, etc., just in order to help them advance in their careers, it's one of the biggest challenges, but also it's one of the biggest reward because if you start looking at that person, not as a, just another client that I have to talk with today, but as a person who genuinely needs my help in order to achieve some very important life goals, such as career, um, and you are one, one important step in helping them reach that, it's very, very rewarding and it's an experience and a feeling that helps you get through the day even when you're not feeling your best. So yes, definitely this is one of the things that um, that I enjoy uh, when it comes to working with people. Yeah, sometimes just uh, coffee and a wide smile gets you through the day. Uh, I know those days. I've been through those days, so I can uh, completely agree. But uh, moving on to uh, one uh familiar topic and we won't be talking about networking at this point i know anastasia is a major expert on that but we'll stick with uh, linkedin and uh, tamara i'd like to start uh, with you since you had uh, so, such a drastic if we can call it a, a career uh, change in your professional experience going from flight attendant to, to aviation expert. Uh, you also mentioned that you went uh, through some vast LinkedIn knowledge when it came to preparation of your own profile and resume. So how? my question is, uh, how does one become a LinkedIn and a resume expert? Yes, you're definitely right. Um, I think... It was a big, a very, very big concern for me. Uh, how will I transit from one industry to another? But I just felt that this was the right thing that I wanted to do at that point. It just followed my heart, as you would say. And I think it turned out pretty well. Uh, but to become a LinkedIn and resume expert, first of all, you need, I think you need to go through that by yourself. You need to uh, have the that interest in um, improving your own LinkedIn and your own resume. And once you do that, um, at least it, for me, um, I just became interested in how, how much of an impact can a good resume make? What difference can a good LinkedIn profile um, have? And uh, I think this is why if you show a genuine interest in that, you start reading, you start doing some courses and um, just being genuinely interested in what does this uh, 
this part of the career um career advising help what what can it do then you will actually get some skills that you uh need to be a good linkedin and resume expert so you will just find some very small details that perhaps you didn't even think about earlier on however you would realize that these small tweaks can help you uh, get the right job that you want. So I think it's just important to read as many resumes as you can, take a look at as many LinkedIn profiles, and then it will help you just get an idea of what works and what doesn't work uh, within a specific industry. Anastasia? <laughs> I, I like that she mentioned looking at as many resumes and LinkedIn profiles as you can. Uh, I've been at this for almost three years um, and, you know, starting off with 10 clients per day. I would say, you know, I've, I've looked probably at, at, at 3,000 resumes and LinkedIn profiles at, at this moment. And it is very true that working with people also brings you knowledge, not just about the current industry uh, you know, trends or what is happening in this particular field, because you will talk to, I don't know, 10 software developers who are now all of a sudden struggling to find a job and they never struggled before. And so when the uh, next person comes to you and is like, I can't find a job, I'm not sure what is happening, you can easily tell them, well, you know, it's just the situation, it's just the market at the moment, it's, it's what has been going on. Um, so you can also gain knowledge by working with people because you can learn about their specific situation, what worked for them, what didn't work for them. And of course, being always, um, uh, being always uh, in with everything that is happening when we had those massive layoffs, uh, I was the first in our company definitely to pay attention to that or any other major uh, thing that has been going on. Um, so I tried to convey that to Tamara through our training. Uh, I tried to put her in as many different scenarios and situations as I could based on everything that I've gathered <laughs> in, my, in my career as a career advisor. Um, and I think, uh, you know, uh, more you do uh, talk to people, more you learn about every specific role out there because we are generalists. We are not specialized in one specific industry or one specific role, but you learn more and more about every role and every industry and every country. And the more you do it, the more confident you are in sharing that advice. And it's just, you know, it's a two-way conversation and it's rewarding on both sides. And uh, speaking of uh, job searches and job hunts, uh, we just wanted to shed a little light on that and ask what comes uh, what comes up as a challenge for most people when they are actually looking for a new job. Well, having had the opportunity of listening to Anastasia's calls uh, with clients during our training, um, I just felt that a lot of people are just trying to kill two birds with one stone. So they want to use one resume, um, a very generic one, to apply for different type of roles. And I think it's very important to understand that um, even though your experience, your uh, 
your professional experience cannot be changed. It is what it is, but you still need to customize your resume each time you want to apply for a different role, just depending on the position on the role that you want to apply for. Um, and you can do this um, by analyzing the job description of the roles that you target. You want to ensure that you tailor your resume for each position differently, um, depending on the requirements for that particular position. And also, on the other hand, when it comes to LinkedIn, um, I, I feel that people tend to overlook the, the main feature of LinkedIn, and this is the networking. So yes, definitely, if you have a well-written LinkedIn profile, this is very important. Um, you need to share, uh, you should share content that is relevant to get noticed. It's very crucial to do that. But still, if you don't have the right connections, if this content doesn't reach the right people, then there's not much use in it. Um, so this is why it's very important to connect with the people that are relevant, that are in the industry you're targeting, that can help you out. And you can always follow them, engage in their content, uh, ensure that you're making some valuable contribution. And in order to, to get noticed, this is just one of the main steps to success when it comes to, to job search. Well, you know what I will talk about. <laughs> um, well, I, I have to I have to mention it because it's still true. People tend to think of networking as the worst thing ever, as something that they really don't want to do. They feel like they're begging someone for help or for an interview or for a job, or they're just uncomfortable talking with people. You know, if 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 they have uh, low confidence or or if they're an introvert, they just don't want to do it. And because they don't want to do that, because it takes too much effort, then they end up applying for fifty jobs every week for six months and getting two callbacks and becoming desperate and losing any faith that they have in finding a job. And to me it's not as rewarding as networking could be. Yes, even with networking, you will sometimes get a no or you will not get a message back or someone will just, you know, ignore you. But you will only need one yes to get there. And then that person can introduce you to another person and that person can introduce you to another person and a couple of months go by and you are already there. Why? Because you don't have to apply online, customize your entire resume every time, um, impress with this short one or two page document amongst 100, 200, 300 different people, and then impress them with the first interview and the second interview and the third interview. And I think networking is actually the easier route even though most people don't think about it that way. It's the better route, the more strategic route, and it will yield results in years to come because you will be able to utilize those connections whenever you're looking for a job. And the people that I talked with in the past, the ones that, that have been networking, they would always find a job within one or two months or searching or opportunities would come their way and they would never have to look for a job. Like I've, I've uh, spoken to a person who has 30 plus years of experience and he has never looked for a job in his entire life. And now he's working for a startup 
for a former student of his because he was a mentor to that student. And now he opened a very successful startup and he, you know, invited him for a very important leadership role. Oh, nice. And it just gives so much reward if you do it. And one thing that I always say to people, you don't want to think about it as begging. You want to think about it as offering value because you are an expert on a certain topic. You have something to bring to the table. You are a unique person, a unique professional, and you're offering to help them, to help that company, that organization with what you offer. So you need to, if you are thinking about it as begging or, you know, looking for help and you're not comfortable uh, because of that, you just need to switch that up. You're offering your help to them. You're not looking for their help. Perfect. That that is very uh, profound advice. And uh, speaking of advice, uh, I know uh, we mentioned a couple now uh, so far, but uh, what would be that one piece of advice you would uh, give to someone struggling to find a new role? Uh, well, when people uh, struggle with finding a job, I tend to um, advise them not to despair, not to give up, not to become disappointed just too soon, because the road to finding that perfect role is not always easy, is not always short. But it's very important that you educate yourself on the best practices when it comes to um, looking for a job. Uh, you just want to ensure that you did everything you can, everything in your power to uh, get to the right people, apply for the right positions, and just highlight your skills and your knowledge in the best possible way, whether it's in on your LinkedIn profile or on your resume, because doing that can save you a lot of time and energy. And this is what people uh, often lose. And that's why they become desperate. They become, um, you know, very, very sad. They start believing that you cannot get a job unless your uncle or your aunt owns a company and can hire you or your husband, wife knows someone or something like that. Yes, it's definitely about networking, like Anastasia mentioned. Uh, for some reason, people are very shy when it comes to offering their value, but they like to, to use other social media and other networks to, to brag on other things. However, you should be very confident on LinkedIn as well. You should think of yourself as a professional who has a lot of, a lot of things to offer, not as someone who is just reaching out hopelessly to other people, trying to find a job or something like that. That's definitely not the point and that's not the idea of LinkedIn. So basically, yes, just, you know, um, try to educate yourself to do the right things. Um, and that will definitely spare you a lot of disappointments when it comes to, to job search. I have a saying uh, that's from my native language. I don't know if it translates to English very good but it's, you're not a tree, move. <laughs> if something hasn't been working, if you have been doing something a certain way and six months have passed and you got nowhere, don't expect something magical to happen because you're probably going about it the wrong way. You need to re- prioritize, you need to rearrange what you have been doing, you need to change your strategy. And this is where other people 
can really help you, whether it's a career advisor or a career coach or whoever it is, they can help you not feel desperate because they can guide you and they can provide you with that confidence that you need because now you will not apply for 100, 200 jobs and not get, you know, even five callbacks and get desperate about it. You will know better than, than doing that. You will never do that. You will know just to focus and narrow your search on a couple of jobs that you're really passionate about or a couple of companies that you really want to work for. And you will put all of your resources in trying to accomplish that. You will network with people from those companies. You will you know, completely customize your resume for this type of role, whether it's a product manager or you know, chief financial officer, whatever it is. It's very important to not focus on quantity. I feel like people get lost in it they, they're like, I can do all of this myself. And then they have a bad resume and they don't customize it and they apply for 200 jobs and then they do not blame the resume or anything else. They're like, well, the market is impossible or it's not fair or, you know, I'm just never going to get that job that I want. And it's, it's never the case. Even when the market is bad, People who have a good resume, who have a great LinkedIn profile, who have connections that are important, they will still be able to find a job. And that is what I always tell my clients. So, okay, it, the market is bad at the moment for, for tech companies, and that is very much true. But they're still hiring for some roles, and some people are still getting through. Who are those people? People who have all of the resources that they need to have to get there. And you might not have all of those resources. So I feel that for most people, they don't think of a resume as, a, as something that important, even though they put so much pressure on it. So they just create something, right? And if, if someone has 10, 20 plus years of experience, they just add on to it. And it just looks like nothing. Or it's just a list of their responsibilities where it's not focused at all. We cannot tell anything from that resume. I myself wouldn't hire you. You know, I wouldn't go one step further and call you up for an interview when I am reading this and, you know, who are you? What, you, you held weekly meetings? You, you made reports every month? What does that mean? What is the value add that you bring? Or you have an empty LinkedIn profile with no profile image? and no background image, and you're applying for marketing uh, consultant, but a finance expert and also business operations analyst, and you have the same document, you know, it's impossible. Like if you got there with all of that, you know, I would be like, wow, some magic really did happen. <laughs> uh, but instead of going, you know, through dark, I would say by yourself, Reaching out to someone who can help you can make all the difference in your job search. And reaching to that person early on in your job search is a crucial step because then you will not waste your time, energy, and resources to go and, you know, battle the scissors battle and, you know, push that stone up the mountain, even though it comes back up. But you can know for certain what to do and what not to do, how to go about your resume, how to go about your LinkedIn profile, what to focus on, what not to focus on. 
and not to mention that you have someone with you, right? You have someone who cares about the outcome and you don't feel as lonely. And I think that if you do all of that, if you invest in yourself, which is something that people do, well, more rarely than they would do with their car, right? If their car breaks down, they instantly take it to the repair shop. I will not risk messing up my car, right? But I will risk messing up my career. <laughs> why, why, would we, why would we think about it that way? If you invest in yourself, if you work with someone, you will never get to that, you know, this fear and disappointment. And I feel like you will get there much faster and easier than, than you would have otherwise. Harsh, harsh, but true. Great advice, great parts of wisdom. Uh, any last key takeaways that you would like to leave our listeners with? Well, um, the situation in the market is definitely not easy. It's volatile, it's unstable. But like Anastasia mentioned, that's not something that should discourage you from finding that job that you really want. And uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. So I think this is what we've been talking about. Um, don't be shy to ask people, to reach out to people who could potentially help you out because you're not begging them um, for a job. You're just offering them uh, your, uh, your services, your value. You are actually doing them a favor in that way. And uh, don't think of um, networking as something that's negative, as something that shouldn't be done, as something that... I don't know, very, very pathetic people do or anything like that. But also, if you need help with improving your LinkedIn profile, your resume, um, just don't hesitate. Um, ask the professionals, talk to them, uh, and just ensure that this entire job search, which is very stressful, we all know that, we've all been there at uh, one point in our career or even multiple times as well, um, just make sure that um, you, you don't take all the stress on yourself. You ask for help when you need that from people who can actually help you out and people who have experience in doing that. So I think this is one way of approaching this um, career search and just trying to stay as relaxed and as normal as you can in that entire process. Anastasia? So what Tamara basically said is... Um, Become an All Access member and schedule a call with us. <laughs> that will help you, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but one, you know, larger message that I want to um, give you, I guess, is take ownership of this. Take ownership of this journey and take ownership of your life. Instead of it happening to you, be the one who is in charge and realize you know, that you're not the victim here. You're the hero. You're the main character of this movie. And you can do everything if you have the right resources, if you ask the right person to help you out. Everything is achievable, right? Nothing is out of reach if you dedicate yourself to it and you implement everything that you need to implement. So... You never need to go in that desperation mode because there are people out there like us <laughs> that can help you out and guide you in, in, the right, in the right way. Great, 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 great advices across the board. 
Well, thank you both uh, for joining me today, Anastasia. As always, it's a pleasure to have you uh, return and speak to our audience. Tamara, really a pleasure to uh, get to know you a little bit. Hopefully, we'll hear from you in the future uh, as well. Uh, thank you all for joining us today. Uh, as you know, we're coming out every Tuesday. You can check us on your favorite podcast platform podcast platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, etc. Uh, come check out our website, ivyexact.com, schedule a call with uh, either Anastasia or Tamara, and I'll speak with you next time. Take care, everybody. Bye, guys. Thank you, Alexander. Bye.